Hey guys. Hi. Welcome to our podcast. This is uh, Raiders of the Lost Arts. My name is Kay or Katie Spica. And my name is Craig. Pro- my pronouns are she, her, by the way. And mine are he, him. Those so are very important s- here. If you ever want to say she's an idiot, you know it's she. And for Craig, if you want to say he's an idiot. Yeah, or if you want to say he's a dumbass, it's, yeah. it's he. Because yeah. you, you might. You just might do that. It just might happen. Yeah, we, we say this about ourselves every day when we wake up. Anyway, my name's Kay. I'm 22. I live on Long Island. Long Island. I'm a grad student. Woo! I'm studying screenwriting at Emerson College, virtually. Um, and I'm having fun. I like I like writing. It's fun for me. Yeah, we both both of us actually write, which is which is a lot of fun. Which is also it's our own living hell. I'd like to say because oh yeah, you know you're always in like that mode of this is never going to be good enough. Um, again, I'm Craig. A little bit about me. Um, of course, I live on Long Island as well. That's how we're both recording in her room. This is my sister's. It's her room, sister's. Actually. Our studio is my. Sister's yeah, her room. sister's old bedroom. Um, that has a really amazing eclectic stuff in it like a <laughs> like a rolling stone jonas brothers poster like right adjacent to a pirates of the caribbean dead man's chest poster like how Aaron m- chris is staring at you <laughs> how much more iconic can you get i mean your sister, your sister was, was the blueprint yeah i mean the room is literally blue <laughs> and there are prints the blueprint um, i'm the pink print on the other hand i'm a student like kate um, I'm a grad student at Southern New Hampshire University online, and I'm getting my master's currently in English. So we be writing, writing, and reading, and shout out to New Hampshire, by the yeah, way. Yeah, New Hampshire. I'm glad you reinvented yourself as a Hampshire. A Hampshireite. Is that what you they know? Call uh, the old Hampshire. I was like, I was so done with her. Okay, yeah. when she started doing that stuff, you know, you know what I was talking about, like in the '80s, mm-hmm. the 1780s. I was like, you need to be a new one. Yeah. And you then need to were... rebrand. You need to reinvent yourself. And she did. Yeah. Same thing with, oh, our girl Jersey. <laughs> oh, her reinvention. Whew. Um, you can look forward to more of this strange bullshit for the next hour, maybe. Yeah. And like into the future, God knows how many years that people will want to listen to us uh, for. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll probably make it like two months and then, yeah. But. Well, we we should we shall see. Um, um, but yeah, this this podcast, Raiders of the Lost Arts. In case you forgot, um, we just we just want to talk about the things that we like or don't. Um, you know, we like a lot of things in pop culture, from you know movies to TV shows to music to just culture in general. I mean, you heard, we're both English majors, so we know a lot about. Um, I don't know, Jane Austen. <laughs> She's culture. We know a lot about um, Shake It for Shakespeare. We do. I mean, you know a little bit more. I know, I forget more about Shakespeare every single year. If if I had to gauge us, maybe I'm wrong. This is just like off of like totally stereotyping Kate and I just by knowing ourselves. I feel like I could depend on her more for British lit and she can depend on me more for American lit. That's interesting. I'm trying to name a British person off the top of my head. Besides, besides Jane Austen. <laughs> yeah. The Brontes. Yeah, I don't. I haven't read anything by the Brontes, but I have. I have listened to the song "Wuthering Heights" by Kate Bush. 
like, I, over a hundred times. I was about to say, I could see you listening to Kate Bush like crying in your bedroom while reading one of the Bronte sisters. That, like, that is, yeah, that would be your brand. No, that is my. That's definitely part of my brand. Yeah, I'm. I found that my brand is very strong, perhaps stronger than me, mm. and it might, you know, one day devolve into like a, a human form that I'll have to fight to the death. Yeah. Ooh, that's like Gemini Man, is it not? Um, is that that movie with Will Smith? Yeah, I haven't. Where he fights a younger version. Okay, of himself, like I haven't seen. Who's it. also a Gemini? I was about to say, like this. I don't think it's a good excuse to be like, oh, well, I've never seen that movie, so I know nothing about it. But like, I think I've seen the trailer like once. So I, I honestly, genuinely know nothing about that movie. I can't even tell you who directed it. Well, yeah, it, I it saw that matter, trailer right? a lot because I feel like that trailer was going out around the summer of 2019, and I saw a lot of movies that summer. Remember movies, like theaters. Well, we we did we did go to a movie theater and see a movie. We did, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't, you know, guys. Like in a COVID world, of course, like safety is the number one thing, and making sure we're all doing what we can. And I know there are theaters open, like, but it it really isn't the same. Like, no. It's just, it, okay, so did you? I saw this like meme the other day on Twitter where it's like. Someone posted a picture of like the movie theater th- movie. Uh, I can't talk today. Mo- it's been a long day, guys. Um, movie theater stairs and like the person like captioned it something along the lines of, "Oh, like why do I always feel like such a bad bitch when I walk down those things?" And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, that is so relatable." I don't think I don't know. I can't speak for you, but I did not feel like a bad bitch leaving that movie. I didn't feel like a bad bitch, but definitely seeing those lights, it. It put me into somewhat of a fugue state. It was definitely euphoric. It 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 reminded me of those times, but it wasn't quite the same. Very no, reminiscent. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it was like nostalgia for something you had when it when you were a kid, and it's so long ago. Even though, like, I mean, a year is a long time, but like not as long as like ten years. But like, it was just like a that it, is quantitatively true. <laughs> Quantit. If there's any math majors out there, fact. You, you know, know that ten is greater than one. Yeah. I, I think I know that too. That's the that's the sure. one thing I still remember from math classes. <laughs> um, shout out to my math teachers in school. Not shout out to mine. Like half of them got fired. <laughs> <laughs> For what? Anything scandalous? Oh yeah. I'm not gonna go into it okay. now. Some of it's traumatic for me personally. Oh yes, I do remember this story. <laughs> that was your math teacher? No, he wasn't my math teacher, but he was. He a math was teacher. a math teacher, guys. That's a crazy story. But uh, for another time, for another time, definitely another episode. <laughs> I think when when the topic of the episode is on brand with your story, we will go more into it. I'm trying to think of what. Let's just keep. Let's just keep going. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay, so for today's episode, um, we're talking about the one, the only, the the iconic, the Muppets. The Muppets. The Muppets. Like the Muppets. If you don't know who the Muppets are, or you don't appreciate them to some extent, you are not human. You are not a human being. I, I can't like my brain cannot like mentally wrap around the idea that someone wouldn't even have like an ounce of respect for them i would say growing up or if you live in the this country which is the one that i'm in is the united states america don't (laughs) think that you owe anything to jim henson and the muppets you are a sorry sorry person and you're just wrong yeah no like i obviously 
Um, so I did a bunch of research for this episode. And as you will see in the future. Applause fu- for research, by the way. I would hit the sound thing for applause. But, but we, we don't have that on the budget yet. No, well, well we actually do. Oh, we do? Ooh. Yeah, I just contacted uh, management and they said we do. Okay. But they said, hold back. Yes, we we need to like slowly build up to these things. We need to have you guys wanting more. This is a slow burn. I almost just, ew. I almost, <laughs> I almost just said F-A-N-S. Like, that's gross. Oh, yeah, yeah honey. That, that's gross. These are just listeners. Guys, I'm going to throw myself out the window. There's a screen, so it might be difficult. I'll break the screen. Oh, I'll figure it out. Okay. I'm Put willing. Bugs in, baby. Um, but no, no. I think, I think more than anything, friends. Friends is very fitting. Besties. Besties. Oh, for sure. If you're listening to this, like, you're a bestie through and through. Like, if you're able to last through an episode, bestie. Bestie. Come hang. Bestie vibes only. You know, when it's safe to hang. Like, not now. Obviously, we're in COVID. But yeah. Like, I mean, if you want to hang like a vampire hangs, go for it. Yeah. We're going to be talking a lot about vampires on this channel because... This channel? <laughs> this channel. Like, you know. Hey, guys. Welcome back to my channel. We're going to be talking a lot about it in this podcast because um, she is a connoisseur in vampires. She wrote her undergrad thesis on it. So, she is, in fact, a scholarly expert it it is part of my brand technically whenever there's a viral tweet about vampires or dracula it hits my dms at least three times it hits your dms and i feel like it hits your wavelength like you, your body just starts to tingle and you know there's something. i wake up in the morning and i'm like where is it <laughs> yeah you're like where give me the where's vamp. the discourse G- give me the vamps yeah i d- i know a lot about vampires but they're not like my favorite thing Ooh, like when okay. people are like oh are you like a pirate person or a vampire person or a like a fairy person i'm like i'm a pirate girl oh i wouldn't honestly peg you as a pirate girl no peg (laughs) no okay not even because of that but no pun intended because peg leg no no that's what i was going for yeah maybe check yourself first i need to check for myself before i wreck myself (laughs) everyone at home listening i just want you all to know um kate is just naturally like not only is she naturally beautiful and like super funny and talented but craig is also a liar she's also really smart um i I do. I have an intellect to to a tad, like to a to a degree, but like I need to, to a bachelor's degree. Yeah, from a bachelor, specifically from a bachelor's standpoint, I guess I have some smarts. But no, like I need to like do like my brain the way it works. I need to like research these things, especially when I don't know it too well. Like I would consider myself a fan of the Muppets, but like maybe I'm a fake fan because there's <gasps> a lot I didn't know. Well, there's a lot that a lot of us don't know. Yeah, and we're all gonna learn it today, which is so exciting. In, like, a non-school, like, gross way where, like, you're stuck in a class desk for, like, 80-plus minutes and, like, miserable. No, we're going to make it, like, as, you know, mm-hmm. relaxed and, like, fun and, and interesting as possible. Because, like, literally when I was doing this, at, I, I did a lot of this research on downtime when I was at work um, the past couple weeks. And, like, I was getting, like, I'm such a nerd, though. I was like, oh, my God, I'm, like, enraptured by this research. But, like... <laughs> Uh, Enraptured. I'm such a loser. Like who who literally sits there on their free time and does like heavy research for like the Muppets. Actually probably cool. Cool people. people. Cool people for sure. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to one of my favorite Twitter accounts. Okay. At yes, History Muppet, aka the Muppet History account. Oh my god, they have an Instagram too, right? Yes. Yes. I it's, them it's created by a man named Joshua and you, Joshua. his tweets are amazing and there's so much lore that he just gives out to us for free. Um, so if you're a fan of the Muppets, I highly suggest following him. 
um, I retweet him all the time. So it's n- he's not a hard person to find. Yeah, no. And I, I second that notion. Like, I, again, fake fan. Um, I follow him on Instagram. Um, I forgot how I found it. was probably through you. Probably. But, yeah, because she reposts <laughs> this stuff yeah, all the time. I and I found it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is so cool. And I find myself more often than not now, like, unironically posting his stuff because it's very relevant. And yeah. It brings a, a source of entertainment some way, shape, or form. And it's so it's so wholesome and so nice because like I find my friends will like either text me or like DM me like back when they like I put it on my story or like whatever and they're like oh my god like and like made their day or they like got a little laugh out of it or they smiled. So, and like, that I, just really talks about you know the meat of the thing, which is that the Muppets just bring so much joy, they do. just like unbridled joy, uncynical joy. It's just there's something about them that is so. Almost like non-American, un-American. I was about to say, is it like is it like safe for me to like presume the idea that like there's this like universality to it? Like it's. I mean, the fact that they're puppets, it makes it like they're like an archetype of a certain type of person, yeah, and that is universal. Um, and I feel like the program has been you know translated probably into so many different languages, and you know. It, like Mickey Mouse, like Kermit the Frog is kind of one of those universal, like icons. Oh, yeah. Where you see that and you're like, oh, Kermit the Frog. It's the Kermit the Frog. Like not only is like Kermit, like he was like in his TV show when he started out, as we're gonna talk about. Um, and then he went on to movies um, that they made for um, the Muppets like brand. And then you see like they'll do like mock interviews with like talk shows. Oh no, those are real interviews. Those are real interviews. <laughs> they're those not are, mock. They're not mock. They're real. Um, the one with um. The one I just posted last night. That's oh, so funny. it was for the ABC show, The Muppets. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel. That, it was, that's what was show it, was, was on. Was it Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon? It, it was, was one of the Jimmys. Who cares? Kimmel. I'm 100% sure. Anyway, but it they were like interviewing uh, Miss Piggy and Kermit about uh, Kermit's new girlfriend. What was her name? Janice? Janice. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they showed a picture the of her. Show. And Miss Piggy goes, You may boo. <laughs> Um, but no, their interviews are so good, and I think they work on so many different levels because yes, like it's in character, but also the performers are having to react in real time. Yeah, that's what's really. I think it's really entertaining to watch like the talk show host. Yeah, because obviously this isn't planned or prepped to an extent. It always will be. Well, yeah, but there's also that element of like what's going to come next. It's almost like interviewing a child, like. You do not know what Or that's... a really smart child. Yes. You do know... Yeah, true. Because, like, the Muppets are intellects. Um, you do not know what's coming out of their mouth. Especially with Miss, Miss Piggy. She's so sassy. She's so... She keeps it real. Can we say she's an icon? Can we say she's an icon? She's a legend. She is... She is the, the moment. moment. Now, come on now. Now, come on now. She was on the Wendy Williams show. She wa- She could replace... Wendy, oh, I, I love that tweet or like it's a Tumblr post where it's like, why hasn't Miss Piggy been a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race yet? Honestly, it's like, because she would bring up the fracking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she would definitely bring up the fracking. Um, Why hasn't she been a guest judge on so many things? Because they couldn't handle her. They, they her star power would just overwhelm. They also, I don't think they'd be able to afford her. No, out of her, they're out of, she's out of, out of pocket. Anyway. So you want to go into the history yes. of the Muppets? Yeah. I I mean, I might learn some stuff. You might be learning some stuff, but you probably know like n- at least 90%. I of it. did go to the Jim Henson exhibit at um a, a film museum Ooh. about a year ago. Where was that? 
It was in Queens. Oh. It's the Museum of the Moving Image. Local. It's local. It's pretty local. It I mean, not like super drive. local, local, but like enough to like. It's Queens, you know? It's Queens. It's not like I'm driving to, um, I don't know why Arkansas was the first thing to come to my yeah, mind. Yeah, you know, all the time they're having exhibits in Arkansas. <laughs> you, you know, you never know. I. That's true. I know. Really, that's the thing about life. You just never know. You don't know. And that's a that's a that's a K quote. <laughs> so, talking a little bit about J- um, Jimmy Henson. Jimmy. Jimmy. Jim. Jim. Jim boy. Jimmo. Um, yep. <laughs> of course, his name, his full name, actually. Jimothy. I wish it was. Jimothy. <laughs> Why I doesn't honest- anyone name their kids that? Um. So to all our friends out there, our besties, if you have kids, please name them Jimothy. We need it. It'd be funny. Just yeah. for the gag. <laughs> Literally, if not anything, do it for the gag. Okay. The gag. Um, so his name is James Maury Henson. Mm. Um, he was born on September 24th, 1936. I knew that because I have several friends whose birthdays are the 24th. Mm. And it's two days after my birthday. Ooh, like, what does that make him? Jim Henson. <laughs> no, I mean, astrologically. Oh, he's a Libra. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Ooh. What do you have to say about Libra? Okay, we oh, we should probably state our signs. Yeah, we should. Well, we can go a little bit into our, our chart. Let's give them like a full roundage of us. No, I want them to guess the rest. Oh, I'm yeah, just going to say that I'm a Virgo sun. Okay. Um, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Leo sun. Crickets, crickets, <laughs> crickets. Literal crickets. Um, I think for both of us, actually. I think Virgos and Leos are pretty. Leos are probably hated a little bit more. Because we're fire. Yeah, sometimes we're a little too hard. But to people do—they're just kind of neutral on Virgos, or they hate them. Yeah. Like, well, Virgo oh, men. Virgo met. <laughs> John Mulaney, you are not safe from the wrath. I'm sorry, John Mulaney. I'm so sorry. And Keanu Reeves. Okay, so the the only thing I'm gonna say about Libras, it it is this is like not even like an insult. This is just like a common denominator between them. It's just like a a known. Thing for them like this is like their identifier they're just very indecisive oh yeah yeah that maybe that's why i have a lot of libra friends because i'm very decisive yeah so they'll come to me and they're like what should i do i'm like this and they're like okay i'm also like also very bad to come to with a question because if it's like a relationship thing they're like oh my gosh i don't know what to do i'm just like just dump them yeah just dump them and then you don't have to deal with it and they're uh, like she, she... but i love them and i'm like Guys, she's mm. a rationalist. She she looks at things very rationally. I appreciate uh, it. Sometimes. With other people. With, with other myself, people. Not her own no. life. I don't apply any of my own logic she to my own life. She does not go by ration. She goes by um, escapism. Ooh. Because I love that. Yeah. Who doesn't? I mean, we all live it. And if you don't live escapism, you're living a lie. Um, you can argue with the wall. Well, because realism right now sucks. It does. Oh, in a COVID world, of course. Ooh. Like, it really does. Um, realism at any time. Like, even... This is gonna get nerdy, you guys. Ew. But I'm um, talking about like an um, like American lit and like naturalism and realism. It's it's kind of dark because it's all like post-war written material. So yeah, I would say it's very dark. Yeah. Anyway, n- enough of darkness. So um, Jim Henson was um born in Mississippi mm-hmm. in Greenville, Greenville. Yes, I had to double check that. Um, in terms of his family. Um, I didn't really look too much into his parents. Didn't he have a brother. He did. So that's what I'm going to talk about. This is actually his really brother sad. died. Yes. Yes. So he had an older brother. His name is Paul Ransom Henson, 
um, who That's passed cool at age 24, and he um, he passed in a car crash, which is really sad. Also, the just like kind of reading that back, isn't it interesting? His middle name is Ransom, like Ransom from Knives Out. <laughs> I mean, that's actually a good connection, but no, like, I'm thinking of the word, like, ransom, like, when someone, like, provides a ransom, a or ransom something, note, like, a sacrifice. Yeah. Oh. Like, very metaphoric. Obviously, unintentional. I can't, I can't question nature. All right. I know. I'll I, give it to you. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to, like, well, like, I don't want to say, continue. I don't want to be, I don't want to be like, this was a prophecy, and he, this was meant to happen, because that's a little taboo. Listen, little... you can read as much meaning into anything as you so choose, as long as it doesn't hurt people's feelings. I so. know. Like, this is the problem with the English language, any language, honestly. This is just the problem with language studies and being, us both being English majors. We're going to read too much into everything. Oh, I read here. so much into everything all the time. It's torture. Um. So... Dating back to 1955, that is like kind of like the the, the that's start. When, that's when Disneyland opened. Is it? Yeah. Mm, well, Disneyland's gonna play a role later on. <gasps> really? Surprise, surprise! <laughs> what? I had no idea. Oh my god. Um. So Jim Henson, um, he was a freshman at the University of Maryland. So he was literally like 19, 18 years old. Creates a group of puppets for a local children's show mm-hmm. called Sam and Friends, and that was kind of. <gasps> See, like, I, you're going to know all this information. And here I was, like, doing my research. I'm like, Sam and friends. Oh, my God. What are you? Yeah, like, like the I, early Kermie. Yeah, that was that was their early Kermie. That oh, was, there like, was a puppet in that that I really, really liked. He had a Shakespearean name. <gasps> oh, why am I blanking? You know it like Shakespeare. Um, but what do you want to say about Sam and friends? Oh, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Yeah, so this show included the earliest prototype for Kermit the Frog. Kermit. So we, our earliest Kermit comes from all the way back to 1955. Yeah. That was a hot minute ago. Mm-hmm. I don't do math. It it was uh, 76 years ago? That sounds about in the ballpark. I'm, I'm going to trust her on that because, again... I mean, obviously, we have phones on us. I could just type it in my calendar, yeah, but, but I'm not doing that. No. Um, so, yeah, so at least, like, 70-something years ago. So, like, a long, a decent amount of time. And he's still, he's still a chart topper. Yorick is the character Yorick. I was. Because the last poor Yorick, I knew him well. And he is this kind of skull-looking I was about dude. to say, what is Yorick model he's a, after? He's a purple skull. Yeah. So, very, it is... um. A reference to Shakespeare, oh. because in the the, the solo because Jim Henson has taste. Yeah, he goes, you know, alas, poor Yorick, I knew him well, and he's holding the skull of Yorick, who yeah. he knew well. Um, so this show ran for like about six years, and it gained him like this minor fame status. Like he was like a like, local fame. Yeah, like local fame, a little bit like maybe above local fame. Well, like people who did puppetry knew who he was oh for sure by that time people knew who he was he was up and coming he was literally a freshman in college and he was still he was already doing this stuff and appearing on stuff so the reason why i was saying he gained like this like kind of minor fame is he started to actually appear on like local um talk show tv shows like during the time Mm -hmm. so um i don't know how to like make that equivalent to something nowadays because most of them aren't local unless you lived in, like, New York or California. Like, you know what I mean? But, yeah. like, smaller, like, because we have the thing, too, like, 1955, like, during this time, like, this was kind of, like, the start of, like, 
it's obviously not the start of TV per se, but like it makes me honestly think of like the movie Hairspray and how like during like this is like the begin beginning stages of like televised programming and the idea that yeah. these corporations and these um production companies are a lot smaller so it's like literally everything is being done within that warehouse yeah everything was very localized and yeah. it wasn't becoming it would become universal kind of well things were starting to get a little bit more universalized but like yeah if you got local fame like you would basically just circulate on the local network um so in 1969 again this is another uh, big year for jim um he was working on tv commercials um, and he was asked by Children's Television Workshop at that time to conti- contribute um, to another big show today that's lasted for a very long time, a little show called Sesame Street. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was basically asked to work for them. Um, and that's where he really, I think, got his foot in the door in terms of, like, puppeteering and, like, making his name, like, a brand. Oh, yeah, like, then he was becoming, you know, people all across the country kind of knew who he was and i would say sesame street is very important culturally because it was shown on like one of the first public broadcasting like channels was Mm -hmm. pbs right yeah yeah um which was kind of new at the time and you know pbs wasn't really a thing until sesame street really put it on the map yeah um and it was kind of designed because so many kids in america were not getting a sufficient education or they couldn't afford it so this was a way for at home people to educate their children while still entertaining, entertaining them which is Edu- super edutainment which has really lent itself into all of the programs we have today like there was no kids programming really before sesame street like dare i say like pbs and like um like channels i don't know i feel like they definitely have implementation into today and like even just our education system. Oh, and you I, know, without PBS, I think the entire, like, landscape for children's entertainment and education would be totally different. Yeah. Because, and I'm very comfortable saying that. No, yeah, because, like, even, like, for all those at home who don't know this, I'm a teacher. Um, so even, like, within, like, the classroom setting, like, it's changed drastically in terms of, like, the technology we have and, like, what we utilize to teach but all and like for them to learn to be educated but also like you need that form of entertainment like you need that hook or that grab to keep like that young mind occupied and Mm -hmm. to like want to learn because like honestly i remember high school it wasn't that long ago i could just zone out if i wanted to like click the like flip the switch and be like i'm I'm done for today so i think it really plays like a good role in Mm -hmm. shaping and it was so smart with like the the quick little uh, transitional screens. I remember it's like twenty seconds where they just be like, "What are the differences between these two photos?" And it yeah. was just like blah 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 blah. And you'd be like, "I'm so smart." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I loved watching Sesame Street. Um, he, Jim Henson reaches like further. Like every time I go down this list of research that I found, like I feel like he just keeps reaching higher levels of iconic status. Well, yeah. Uh, he worked on SNL. Yeah. Oh, it was failed though. It was nobody liked it. Yeah. Because it, it, it just the vibes didn't match. Where it's like they were trying to reach the maturity of SNL, but still kind of have that more. It was what the uh, Love, Sex, and Drugs or something. I did. Muppets, oh, Muppets, Sex, and Violence. Something like that. Yeah. Um. And yeah, people weren't a fan, so that was pretty short lived. 
Yeah, so it was only around for one year. It was yeah. 1975. Shout out to 1975. That was when Jaws came out, man. What a year for culture. What a year for culture. And we wouldn't have had the band in 1975. Maddie Healy, if you ever listen to this, I love you so much. Okay, I'm not a, that big a fan, but I like some of their songs. Um, that's okay. I can be a, I can, I can be big of enough of a fan for the both of us if you didn't like them. But you like, you like some of their songs, and I will take that. Yeah. I will I will gladly take that. So yeah, the SNL show was only for a year and it's so funny. So like in the research I said I um did it said but complications came about in terms of writing for these characters. It yeah. never specified. It just said these complications were brought about. That that's like some like underground like let's keep this like hidden. They were very quickly written out. I mean, I kind of don't blame them. And honestly, again, like as much as this is a quote-unquote failure for him, like, it just launched him into something even better. Yeah, because he was like, huh. Like, a variety show with Muppets. Yeah, he's like, maybe I don't need to talk about sex, love, and Muppets, sex, drugs, rock, and roll, Muppets. I don't know what you said before. Muppets, sex, and violence. (laughs) Muppets, sex, and violence. Even better. (laughs) He doesn't need to talk about that. He's like, let me focus on what I actually know how to do, and let me, like, spin it in a way that, like, fits the mold in which I need to create. Mm-hmm. Um, so, good for him. Uh, this 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 man, I don't know anything about him. His name is Lou Grade. Okay. Um, he is coined as a British media mogul. I love that word, by the way, mogul. Like, it's, I'm not a big fan. Really? Like, I just, it does have that, it has the clout to the word. It has that. Yeah, I'm like, power. this man wears a suit and he would call me a slur. Oh. Which one? <laughs> There's many. Yeah. Uh, his choice. Um, yeah. So he took a quick interest in Henson, which led to the England move and the premiere of The Muppet Show in 1976. Yes, baby. Yes, baby. And what a show it was. Money moves. He went all the way across the pond. Well, because the U.S. wasn't really funding it. Yeah, no. And That's another reason why America is terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was the 70s. Not a great time. When is it a great time in America? Uh, late nineties, maybe. Is it? That's when I was born. So I mean, same. couldn't have been too bad. <laughs> I mean, same, but like, think about everything that was happening in the nineties. Yeah, not great. Not, not great. I mean, there will never be a time where like, oh, this, this was, this was just like our renaissance. I, I yeah, it's just... summer twenty sixteen. <laughs> God no. <laughs> I hope not. Maybe for you, not for all of us, Kate. Okay, summer 2016 was not fantastic for all of us. I don't remember it, honestly. That's okay. I really don't either. But I, I, obviously, it wasn't worthwhile to remember because I, it's it's just not in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so the show ran for quite a few years. It was from 1976 to 1981. That's five years. Yeah. See, I don't do math. Mm-hmm. That's why we have Kate on the show. She um, is beautiful, smart, talented, incredible, and my good friend. And she does math. I really don't do math, but that was that was a pretty basic. uh, You know, it was, (laughs) but like, you know, I'm not even gonna respond. I have no, I have no rebuttal to this. That's okay. You work today. I laid in bed. Yeah, um, I've been saving up the brain cells. Um, and during this time when they had their TV show, we had a big screen debut. In 1979, we had our first Muppet movie. The Muppet movie, if you will. Mm-hmm. The Muppet movie. So focus moved from um, television to film a few a few years later after that, and we see the release of 
the iconic, the great Muppet, Muppet caper. caper. Mm. With that scene where they're all riding the bikes. Yeah. Oh my god. I uh, I iconic. can't help but think of I pro- you probably retweeted it on Twitter where it's like this is like film and it's like the scene where they're talking about um like writing for a film within the film. It was very meta film. Was that the Great Muppet Caper or Muppets Take Manhattan? It might be Take Manhattan. Because there's a I lot of meta again. stuff in Muppets Take Manhattan. And there's also like a weird Yeah, it's when Quentin Tarantino is randomly in it. And I didn't understand that as a kid and then as an adult watching it back, I'm like Oh. They did something. Okay. They did something. He's there. Yeah, he's there. <laughs> oh, so this is what I was actually thinking about before. Um, so with this fame that it brought him, like going internationally, this like sparked new ideas, right? Because as a creator, I think it's really important, um, no matter what art medium you take on, like you, um, you need to kind of recreate in a sense. You always need to come up with like something somewhat fresh. Yeah, you're going to get bored. Yeah, because then, like, your fans or just people involved are going to get bored. Um, You don't have to change up drastically, right? But it's just the idea of, like, little things here or there. So this is where we kind of see a little change for him. Um, This is what I was talking about before. You probably know this already. I was like, oh, maybe she won't know this. You probably know it. Um, He had an HBO show. Which? Fraggle Rock. Oh, I didn't know that was on HBO. Oh, yeah, I know Fraggle Rock. Okay, yeah, so it was an HBO show. So it's called Fraggle Rock. and an- Dan Shakers Away worries for another day. Let the Fraggles play here in Fraggle Rock. Oh, that sounds so great. I wish I lived th- in Fraggle Rock. This is a foreign language to me. Oh, that's, uh, wow. It's so sad. Out. So You're missing out? This introduces the Fraggles, which is like his new clan of Muppets, basically. He coined it as the show that would end war. Did it? No. I know. But it could have. If everyone had watched it, yes. <laughs> Honestly, it probably could. Like, if I watched it, like, I probably would be more at peace in my life. Yeah. And there, I think most of the episodes are on YouTube. Th- yeah. This is another thing I'm going to have to go to the deep archives of YouTube for. So um, this was in 1983. Um, and this goes, this kind of steers away from his traditional, like, Muppeteer-esque, I guess, vibe he's going for. Because he starts to experiment with fantasy. Like, the genre of fantasy um, with this show. Which, I... Can I can no. I guess where you're going? Yeah, you can guess where I'm Are going. Are you going to the Dark Crystal? What? Are you going to talk about the Dark Crystal? Um, It might come up. I honestly... What do you mean it might come up? You're talking about fantasy and Jim Henson. That's okay. like the peak. I know. And I don't think I... <gasps> okay, so you're going to have to talk about it. Oh I don't have that in my research. Sorry, guys. I failed us. Yeah. Not comprehensive. Obviously not enough. Okay. But, well, I mean, it kind of... I think he died before it actually came out. Um, so this is where it gets really messy, and you know who I have to blame for this? I Ronald always, Reagan. I love to blame him for everything. Uh, technically, like I, yeah, I'll blame him for this too. <laughs> but think, think of an a corporation. Disney. 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 You just had a. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, what happened from here is 1989. Uh, he had plans to sell the rights to the Jim Henson, the Jim Henson Company, to Disney for 150 million dollars. That's a lot of money back in the day. That's a lot of money now. Well, it, that's like they'd be worth like at least a crisp billion nowadays. Yeah. Um, like crisp, crisp. 
sharp. Uh, no, <laughs> no, but like the things I could do with one hundred fifty million dollars, like I could buy the Muppets. I could buy the Muppets back. I could, if I could do one thing in this world, it would be to buy the Muppets back from Disney. Oh yeah, I think the Jim Henson Company can just be its own like thing. I mean, it is, but like yeah. Well, you know, we're gonna see like how in like the two thousand how that comes into play. So basically, what happens is. He had plans to do this, right? But in the following year, in 1990, um, in May, he passed away at mm-hmm. age 53. So young. Yeah. What I noted, too, was going back, going a little bit into his funeral. I did some research, of course. I've seen some video from it. Oh, my God, there's video? Or maybe it's just it, No, audio. it's very possible, because where I'm about to go into, it would make sense that I there's video. I think they aired it publicly. They probably... A lot of the speeches. They probably did, because... Um, it's really heartwarming and like doing this part actually made me really sad. Like I had to stop the research for like a couple minutes and just like sit there and yeah. just like just like just like literally simmer, marinate in the sadness. Mm-hmm. Um he had the Muppet well, he didn't, but like Muppets performed at his mm-hmm. funeral. Big Bird did. He did. Like yeah. they sang um the a famous song from the original Muppet movie, I'm going to go back there someday which is sung by Gonzo in the movie, and it's about uh, going to the special place in the sky where you feel free. I'm going to kill myself. And it's whenever so I think about that, I just cry. We're both, like, <laughs> crying right now. Um, that's one of my favorite Muppet moments in the world, and the fact that they played that at his funeral. Just, oh, God. Okay, so I, <clears throat> I didn't, I'm, like, I'm like choking out. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know the song, and you telling me that that just made me sadder. Oh, of course, you but like you know, honestly, I imagined very sad because like in my head, I'm like I could see like Kermit walking down like an aisle, like strumming his banjo, like to like a slower melody. I think they played Rainbow Connection. Yeah, like I, I don't know, I just perfectly like, when I saw there was performances, I expected all the stops to be being pulled out of there, mm-hmm. like everything. Um, so it was just. I think that's so heartwarming mm-hmm. and like I don't know it's sentimental and like it's what he would have wanted it's what he would have wanted and like it's not insensitive no like these are his like his children essentially basically like even though he has kids which we're yeah. gonna go a no, little bit no, into he, yeah he had real t- what, he had, he had Lisa right what Lisa is his daughter I believe so yes Lisa's his daughter mm-hmm. yeah did you at all research there was a time I think it was in the late 90s when they were trying to buy them so it was probably like 90 91 that they had an idea that the Muppets would take over the parks I think the Disneyland or maybe it was the Disney World parks for like Mickey and friends for a year and like you wouldn't be able to find Mickey in the parks it would be just like giant ass Kermit walking around that's they, a world I want to live. They in. didn't go through with it because people were obviously like, "Well, people come to the parks to like see Mickey. If they don't see Mickey, they're gonna be pissed." Um, so that didn't work out. But I think it would have been a very the ba- basically the reason it didn't work out is because people are boring. I think they could do like an event like that. Like they have like night events at Disney all the time where it's like, "Oh, it's this theme." Like they had like a '90s nostalgia night where it was like Goofy movie and all that stuff. I think they could do like a Muppets night. Um. So this is where we see Muppets are, like, this is a rebranding era for them. This mm-hmm. is, 
I don't know what type of error this is. We're about to we're gonna talk about it. Not the flop error. I don't. <laughs> Not the flop error. <laughs> um, you know, rebranding sometimes works, sometimes it doesn't. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep laughing. So they they relaunched the Muppets, um, with the their Wizard of Oz film. Oh, that was straight to TV with Ashanti. Yeah, Ashanti. Okay, yeah, I didn't know what you were going to say. She was scared. No, no, Queen. Oh, my God. Yeah, Ashanti. Like, I remember watching that and being like, hmm, I don't think this is good, but I'm going to watch it. Yeah. like A little bit of a flop era. Oh, for oh, a lot of bit of a flop era. Yeah. Um, like, probably watching it now, I'd have more, like, respect for it, too, because I don't think I knew who she was when I was younger. So, to me, she I was- I think I did, and I just was like- Oh, whatever. see, at least, like, you had taste. I don't think I knew who she was. So, I was yeah. just like, oh, like- they cast a human. Like, to me, she was just <laughs> the human she role. She's the human. She's the Dorothy role, right? She played Dorothy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been so long since I've watched it. Um, So, yeah, it's safe to say that was kind of their flop error. It even said, like, when I was doing the research, that, like, a lot of different places where I was, like, looking in terms of, like, trying to figure out what I'm going to write, like, where I'm going to pull from, a lot of them, like, were honing in on the fact it got poor reviews. But it did have, like, a very leather-clad Miss Piggy. It did. Um, I'm not gonna state an opinion on that. I don't really have one. You know, be- I know some people do. I don't want to hear that kind of content. They they regained. They they left the flop error after we we stand. Thank you. Um, so they like regained that success. Um, in 2008 with their first film, which had a long list of celeb cameos. Wait, 2008. Did that come out 2011 or 2012? The Muppets. Ooh. My research. I, no, it definitely came out came out no, in 2011. Th- you're like, right. 11, unless 12. there was another movie that came out in 2008. Yeah. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Anyway, anyway. Unless I'm really old. No, no, no. It definitely is like 2011. I'm, 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 I am. Yeah, do you want to? I am. This shit. You keep talking. I'm going to keep talking. So we're going to scratch that date. But in terms of like, you know, movie success, it grossed more than $165 million worldwide. Yeah, it came out in 2011. Yeah. That makes sense. Honestly, like, that might have been a me thing, you guys. I might have just put it in the year 2008 and it probably said 2011 on where I was getting this from. Um, it doesn't matter because Amy Adams didn't get an Oscar for it. <sighs> you know what else doesn't matter? The fact that I think it's such an... I, I think I tweeted about it once or it's somewhere in my drafts waiting to be tweeted. Mm-hmm. I think the most iconic part of the film is like towards the end. There's so many cameos, but towards the end we have Whoopi Goldberg and Selena Gomez pretending like they don't know who the Muppets are. That is acting. Yeah, really. That if you have to pretend you don't know who Kermit the Frog is, like, I think that is probably Oscar like worthy. That that is canon acting right there. That is Oscar worthy. The egot that, is coming expediously. The, the egot. <laughs> the egot they should have received. Um, besides Amy Adams, there's so many more in there. But again, we digress. Um, and then just lastly, I wanted to bring up, you know, following up that, they had to ride on that train and do a sequel. Of yeah. Of course, the success. Um, in which 2014, 
which you know that's the year I graduated high school. Um, okay, old ass. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. Same my sister graduated. Um, is it? Yeah. Oh my god, we're the same age. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know this about your sister. I've never met her sister, guys. So we're in her room. I know. How intimate is that? I've been in your sister's room without ever meeting her. Oh my god. Oh my god. So in 2014, Muppets Most Wanted came out. Um, again, show stopping, incredible. You're looking at me weird. I mean, it wasn't I, my favorite. I know it wasn't your favorite, <laughs> and I know that. But like, my problem with the film is that they let the human actors step all over the Muppet actors. Yeah. It, beca- it becomes a movie about uh, Ricky Gervais, Tina Fey, Ty Burrell, and it should be a movie about Kermit the Frog. Oh, of course. Constantine, Miss Piggy. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. That's all. Yep. That's all. That, and that is it for my research. Um, and, of course, you know, being an English major and writing papers and talking about that works-cited page, I wanted to give a shout-out to the LA Times because that's where I got, like, at least, like, 90, if not more, of my research from. So, thank you. Shout-out LA, LA Times. Thank you, guys. For that. Yeah. Maybe not for some other journalism. Oh, of course not. Journalism. I, I honestly, I don't know too much about the LA Times. Um, you know, like they are the LA Times, but I have to say, <laughs> I'm like, you know, are, they <laughs> are their name. Uh, no, but like honestly, journalism and it's that's a whole like micro macrocosm we can get into another day. Cause I yeah, can, I don't have the brain. Power. Yeah, because I could talk about journalism for a very long time. Okay, so we're gonna head into like. The, the real what I thought was gonna be the main, the main segment, segment but apparently not I'm so sorry you guys no, and it's, girls it's fine no, wait, I need to stop the girls the gays the days yes. and guys I guess but yeah, yeah. you guys yeah. last though yeah um so what I would I was thinking because this this podcast is called Raters of the Lost Arts so the main the crux of the thing the meat the creme de la creme Oh, the pièce de résistance. Oh, oh! I went to France. Anyway, <laughs> is us rating the our topic. So we mm. actually did this a while ago. We did, but I kind of revamp mine a little bit. Is rating our top five yeah. favorite Muppets. Um, and this is you know this isn't saying like oh they're the best. It's like they're just our favorites. Yeah, this is very subjective. Do you want to do honorable mentions first or after? I think after, right? We'll do after. Okay, so yeah. I'll name my my fifth favorite. Oh, we're going backwards. Yeah, I gotta <gasps> gotta leave. We have to build up the suspense. We gotta build it. So my fifth favorite Muppet is the one, the only Mr. Lou Zealand. Ooh. You know him as the mustachioed, you know, kind of weird. Affectionado. He's got the the fish the that fish. he throws, and it comes back to him like a boomerang, a boomerang, because I think boomerangs come from Australia, and New Zealand is a playoff of New Zealand. Zealand. Can um, we talk about the fact that, like, I'm sorry. What? New Zealand. <laughs> like, I'm me, of course, just in English brain, like, and, like, trying to, like, you know, analyze everything. The fact that, like, he has a fish, and it acts as a boomerang, like, He's, like, one with nature. Like, the fact that he can control a fish like that, like, nature. Oh, I think it's just a magic fish. Oh, it could be a magic fish. And also, he's a Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. think he's great. I think he adds 
a lot to the Muppets and people pay him dust, honestly. But he has made a resurgence recently. Mm. Not just because of the bracelet I made with his name on it, but because in a, in a Wired autocomplete interview with Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal. Um, <laughs> Pedro Pascal. Pa- Pedro Pascal. It reminds me when people are like, Barcelona. Barcelona. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Pedro said that he, uh, Oscar Isaac looked like Sam the Eagle. Mm. He's like, oh, you look like that Muppet. And then people are like, well, what Muppet does Pedro Pascal looks like, look oh like? And they were like, New Zealand. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it makes sense that I like New Zealand so much. That makes so because much sense. I love. Love is an understatement. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, we won't go into it. Pedro Pascal, if you're listening, hit me up. I'm half your age, but it's fine. That it's fine as long as it's consensual. Like you're right, it's fine. You're, you're right. You're both legal adults. I'm 22, baby. 20. I'm basically an it's old woman. It's your Taylor woman. year. Yeah, my flop year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. Um, All right, who's your number five? My number five is gonna be a little controversial. Okay. Who doesn't love controversy? Um. My number five is a villain. No, go off. Who? Constantine. Oh. Constantine. I would say if you're going to go with a villain, he's not exactly the one I'd go I know, with, I know. he is... Going off on villains, though, there is one who will come up later that I'll talk about. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Also, before we go on, is it Constantine? Constantine. Is Constantine. Like, Constantine. That's what I thought. And then I was sitting there. I'm like, is it Constantine? I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense. But like, you yeah. know, tomato, tomato. Well, Constantine is like a Russian name. I know it is. Um, Constantine, he, he, he really gives it to us. That's why he's number five. He will never go above five. But like, he is Kermit's adversary. Mm. Um, his doppelganger. His doppelganger, his kermaganger, if you will. Okay. <laughs> I had to go there. I won't, but <laughs> <laughs> you won't, but I will. Um, I don't know. It, he, where would we be without the? Um, I mean, people are so uneducated. That was that's actually kind of mean. Um, because people call it the evil Kermit meme. Oh yeah, or dark Kermit. Yeah, dark it's, Kermit, it's, evil it's, Kermit meme. Where would we be without that meme? But no, it is not. It's the it's the Constantine. It was meme. a moment. It was a moment. It still is a moment. I own that in hat form. I literally have a, I know. a hat with that. <laughs> um, his accent, his, I don't know. Kermit the Frog here. He is someone, he, dare I say, he is, he's bold. He he has determination, and that's why I respect him. He has gumption. He does. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He's someone I'd probably have like a beer with. Yeah. Like at the local brewery. Yeah. That's why okay. I picked him as number five. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I would say that's valid. Yeah. I mean, not what I would pick, obviously. You know. Of course not. Number four is the one, the only Waka Waka Fozzie Bear. Uh. I mean, people will say that he's annoying, but I love him. There is no one else who has such a succinct, non-offensive phrase that they can use that will always make something What funny. do you think his star sign is? His, oh, Fuzzy Bear's star sign? Hmm. He gives me fire energy, and that's why I think people wouldn't like him. Hmm. I think he's an Aries. I was going to say, I think he's an Aries, which yeah. is probably why I like him. Yeah. I like Aries. I love Aries. Aries are great. Men and women. I've come. I, um, I gender used to Gender neutral hate them. people. 
I used to hate Aries because I'm a Virgo and like they are chaos incarnate. But it's like mm. they they make me open up. Yeah. And lose lose control. Fozzie Music Bear make you lose, lose control. control. <laughs> waka waka. Um yeah, I just love Fozzie Bear. I had a shirt with him on it in like the seventh or eighth grade and I think I wore it to like the seventh or eighth dance and there's a picture of me with that shirt on and I look iconic. You were the moment in seventh grade. I mean, I really was not in every sense. At that dance, you were oh, the moment. Oh, yeah. I was the dancing queen. Young, Young and sweet. sweet. Only like t- 11. Wow. 11, yeah. I don't, I try not to remember seventh grade. Yeah, it, I mean, middle school's a dark period for everyone. But I, I was think, a Muppet fan. No one has, got, I have to say, no one, no one can say they have gone unscathed. From middle school? From middle school. No. It's it's called like, middle school because it's like the middle child. It's just like it's middle. Let's chi- just ignore it's it. It's middle child syndrome within a school. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. even if you were like the popular kid or you were like the jock, like no, like you you had your issues. Yeah, like we won't go into it. But, we digress. Yeah, Forrest Fozzie. Forrest, Forrest Fozzie. Um, so my number four, Queen. Janice. Oh. Uh, yeah, Janice. Yeah. Janice is so. She's Aquarius. Is she? Uh, yeah. She is such an Aquarius or a Libra. She's an Aquarius oh, no, or a Libra. She's not a Libra. She's an Aquarius. Wow. Okay. We 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 talked about Libras at the beginning of this episode. No, she. Yeah, I will take your word on that. Um, what I like about her character is, you know, she. I mean, girl boss. Yeah, she's a girl boss, and it, like. <laughs> Even so, like, it's bad enough that, like, there's not a lot of women representation in the Muppets. Yeah. But, like, she's in a band surrounded by men. hmm And she has to have the power to outshine them when what she does. And she does. She's the bass player, right? Yes. Yeah, she plays bass. Um, She's just, she's the cool girl. She is that girl. She's and, cool girl. She is cool girl. Like, that would probably be her username, and she could get away with it. Yeah. Like, I would be like, yeah, she is. She was that girl in school who was just like, who just was effortlessly cool, and you looked up to. Yeah, she was like just super nice and like like friend to everyone, and you're like, she probably has nothing bad going on, and she maybe she does. Yeah, but but she would never know. Unbothered. Yeah, she is. She stays unbothered. She is a girl boss. Yeah, through and through. Like, she is someone. Who would like invite me to her house for like a jam session and we'd vent about our feelings. Mm-hmm. And she would be such a good listener. She would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that she's number four in my list. That's great. Number three for me, and maybe this is controversial. I don't think it would be. Um, is Sam the Eagle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you think what he's homophobic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like um, I'm pretty sure maybe a lot of them would be since if we, if we had to think about when the Muppets were created. No, but they're always within the zeitgeist. That, you know that that is true. Bert and Ernie were gay. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Sam the Eagle. I don't. Can know. I can I talk about why I love him? Yes. First of all, mm. he has an. He's very patriotic, but he never sings the praises of like America. That's true. American colonialism. Well, you know why? Because then they'd probably lose half their fans. That's true. But <laughs> I think he is very, you know, he keeps them in check. He's kind of like. He's the father figure. In a way, yeah. 
He and gives he... off paternal energy, but not like good paternal energy. I yeah. mean, for you, he probably does because he's in your top five. Yeah, I just I think he's great. I think he's such a strong character. Um, he's like yeah, the only patriot I'll ever support. Fuck Tom Brady. Um, uh, Sammy Eagle. I don't. I just I just like him. I see him and I'm like, that's like that's a guy I would share a beer with. You know, maybe I think I just I, he would hold my drink. I would trust him holding my drink at a party. Wow. I okay, would. that's that is a that's that's a bold move. All of the people on this list I would I would actually maybe not Fozzie. Yeah. I'm sorry, Fozzie. We love he's he's just, just he's too he's so flighty. Yeah, he would forget about it. Not even forget about it. Someone could easily like spike that drink. Yeah. And he'd be like, Oh, sprinkles. And yeah. I'd be like, Fozzie, I'm about to get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> like we can't mm. Fozzie, um, we love you. You're a little flighty. But yeah. My my assertions on Sam the Eagle. Um I don't know. I, I think I need to go get more into his discourse. Like, I need to check him out. I need to give him more of a chance. If you watch the show that they have on Disney+, Plus, the, the Muppets one from the 2012-ish. Um, well, they're coming They're coming back with the original show. That's they're true on as Disney well. Plus, everyone. I think you'll come to appreciate him a little bit more. I probably will. Um, and maybe they revamped him. But for me, again, like, I don't know if, like, the H word is what I would, I would brand him as. But, um... Very R word. Republican. Oh, well, just just because he likes America. Yeah, and like just his build and like his physique and his his look. Like I, he's get... not beyond criticizing it though. Like America. Yeah. Like he 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 yeah. I would probably say. I feel like he's a gym bro who. No. That's the physique and the bill and like the he's look. a bird. <laughs> I know, but okay, they're they're all muppets. They're all like animals. They're not humans. But if we are to like be comparative with them, like that, like, but like you didn't hear me out. Like he's the gym bro, but he listens to podcasts. Oh yeah, he's in there. What hope he doesn't listen to Joe Rogan, but he's definitely like. Uh... He definitely likes one or two problematic comedians, but like yeah. he does listen to educational podcasts. He's like, low. well, Louis C.K. was funny. And I'm like, God. just stop listening to him. He's like, okay. Yeah. Who's your number three? <laughs> my number three. Oh. Um, my number three is Gonzo. Oh. Yeah. My um, boy. What? I said my boy. My boy. Um, I feel like out of the Muppet universe, him and I are the most correlated. I mean, yeah, I, I would say you guys are like when I think you when you text me like what Muppet do you think of when you think of me? I said. Gonzo. Yeah, I think you said Gonzo. Um, in which I was like, honestly, because like, I at the time, like, you know, it's hard being subjective and like thinking of yourself and like, who do I compare myself to? That's why you always have to act like outside opinions. Mm-hmm. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, honestly, like, yeah, like, I don't even have to second guess this. Like, very, very valid. Like, Gonzo just emanates this tranquility, not even tranquility in terms of like he's not chaotic at times, he can be, but like, there's just this energy to him that is just so pure and it's just like it's so gravitating. He's very charismatic. Mm-hmm. He is definitely an ENFJ. Oh yeah. And I'm an ENFJ. So like oh. we would very much get along. Um Gonzo is the character who I would meet at a party and we would click instantly and like our relationship would develop from there. Like but he's just What kind of relationship? Oh my god, no, not like <laughs> that like like he has a girlfriend i know know, me of all people know that i know that and you will see why yeah we do um no but like we would be like 
we would be best buds. We'd be besties, like you guys. Mm-hmm. Girls, gays, gays. Do you want in between? Um, okay. That actually leads me into my number two, which is Gonzo as well. Um, we have- number two, though. I, I love Gonzo. He's such a little freak. He's, like, the only Muppet of, like, the main cast who isn't specifically based off of an animal. Um, where he's like from space and so he's kind of framed as this person who's kind of just out there and doesn't quite fit in and then when he has this moment this kind of sobering moment in the Muppet movie where he's like so serious and talking about his he has this one I remember this he has this line where he says there's not a word yet for old friends who have just met and like that wow kills me every single time Cause like I think about the friends I've made, and it's just like, yeah, you feel like you've known them forever, forever. and it's this je ne sais quoi about it, you know? Yeah. And oh. And like now that you mentioned his character more, like you went a little in depth because like your mind, it's powerful. I, just, I thought. I thought um, about it a lot. No, I think that's probably why I resonate to him a, a lot too. Is like that that uh, that idea that like he's in a sense like othered. He's like yeah. an outsider, he and is. like he needs to find his way, and like. I think what's so great about that too is like all diff- all kids of like all different ages um, can relate to that, mm-hmm. um, and like seeing Gonzo as an example, like even in terms of people finding their own identity and like finding themselves, like I think that like that it gives them that platform to be like, hey, there's someone like me, yeah. and that's why he's so lovable. He really is. Yeah, and he's just he's just a little cutie. Yeah. Okay. I'm is so it? happy he was your number two. My <laughs> number two. Um, we're gonna have another one in common. I just know it already. My number two is Kermit. Kermit, Kermit. Um, like, dare I say more? He is the moment. I mean, we'll we'll get to him more. Yeah, oh, for if sure. If you want to leave it there, wait for my number one. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be very minimal with this one. Um, yeah, he's just iconic in every way. I, like, literally, anytime I see him in any form, it could be like literally in a on a clothing article it could be like on my phone like looking anytime i see him it just brings a smile to my face Mm -hmm. like i don't care what is going on like he just makes me smile that's the impact that is the he is the cultural impact dare i say it was a cultural reset he was yeah um and in terms of like how i would view him in my life um like i just said he's so comforting he's that person like person he's a frog he's a person he is a person Mr. He, LaFrog, we all agreed that the celebrity is not the person. Yes, he he is a person. He he's that friend I would go to with life advice and he'd give me the best hugs. Yeah. Yeah. Take it away. So, um, I don't know if y'all could have guessed it. I think he's kind of synonymous with me now, but my number yeah. one is Kermit the Frog. Kermy. 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 He's like a comfort character. He's like mm. a character I see a lot of myself in. You know, history was made when the Muppet movie opened up and he's sitting on that log playing his banjo, just, you know, thinking about his dreams. And then at the end of the movie, his dreams come true. He's a dreamer. He's a, That's really what, if there's one word to... And that's what you are. Def- yeah. And Kermit, he's a dreamer, but he's also like the the straight man in the group as well mm-hmm. whom he's like the mom friend who makes sure everyone's doing what he's they a know. leader he takes on their stress he's like a leader 
but he's also highly creative and high functioning. He's definitely like a hybrid of like an ENFJ and an ESFJ. He's an he, INFP. Is he? He is, <gasps> and that's also what I am. I was about to say that makes sense too, because like mm-hmm. I am like in love with INFPs. Like that's why obviously we've probably gravitated towards each other. I mm-hmm. love that. Like all my close friends, not all, but like a lot of them are INFPs or INFJs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but so he's a dreamer. Um, I think he, when the, I've seen like zodiac things, and they also say that he's a Virgo, and I'm like, that's interesting. You guys, you are. I am. My Kermit favorite color is green. Guys, makes, Kate is the human form. We have the same of Kermit the Frog. K in our names. Um, yeah, and I think he definitely How has tall become is Kermit. Five three. Oh my god. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> Um, he's definitely become synonymous with me where like when if there's anything with Kermit in it, people just assume I I wanna see it and then they'll send it to me, which I, I love. Yeah. Um, because I love seeing Kermit. Well, um, even like I don't know if it still is. I like my brain is like gone, but your I I wanna say it still is your is it your Twitter, your Instagram, like your your pick? My Finstagram. Your Finstagram is the Kermit the Frog with the teeth. With the teeth, the vamp teeth. Not the vamp teeth. That was my my Twitter picture. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. For like the month of October, yes. Halloween, and then I changed it like November first. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I would definitely say people definitely link me and Kermit. Um, and as they should, he's as just they a should. It's a fair link. I care about so much, and I just I love him. Anyway. Thank What's your you. Number one? Thank you for sharing your number one. My number one. Ooh. I think I know. Yeah, you do. Look, look, look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. I mean, we'll all know in yeah. a few seconds. Um, my number one, uh, my queen, Camilla the chicken. For snaps those... for Camilla, by the way. Snaps for Camilla. Like she is that chicken. She. <laughs> She is the moment. She now, is. Come on now. <laughs> come on now. She is. Like, I get really flustered talking about Camilla the chicken. Like, I love her that much. I'm nervous. What if she listens to this? Camilla, if you are listening to this, like, <sighs> let's go shopping together. Oh. I love you. Um, up. Yeah. You think she likes those kinds of things? Like, the, the puns? I think she, she does. No, she mm-hmm. she has a great sense of humor. She really um, does. I mean, to be with Gonzo, you gotta. Yeah. Dare I say, she's a gay icon. Oh, yeah. She definitely has that appeal. She has the appeal. She has she has the camp aspect to her. Mm-hmm. She has the longevity. She she has it all. Um, but not only. Like, I. this is where I'm going to get into, like, murky discourse. I don't know oh, if you're... Oh, no. This, I don't know if you agree with me. Okay. So... Camilla has her click, her her chicken mm-hmm. click, her coop, whatever you want to call it. It is a coop. It is a coop. Um, coop troop. Coop troop. Um, so, listen, I have this, like, theory, all right? Her chickens, her, her coop, her click, they, like, they are in with Gonzo, for sure. Okay, listen. No I don't know if we want to get into this. No, we are going to get into this. Um, I, on the record, like I will, I will stand on this record. I think Camilla is a polyamorous queen. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. I think they all get a little bit of Gonzo. Mm. 
you know, I hadn't thought about it, and I, I preferred the time when I wasn't thinking about it. Oh. <laughs> Listen, it's 2021. I'm aware of the year. Of you know what we've do you know what we've been through in the past I year? I know. I haven't been thinking about that. Listen, <laughs> I'm all about progress and like sex positivity. Yes. At the same time. At the same time, they are she muppets. She's a chicken. She's a chicken. They are muppets. And they are muppets. And I'm not trying to sexualize muppets by any means. I really, I don't. People ask me all the time, they're like, oh, do you ever, I'm like, no, I don't, actually. Yeah, like, I, I'm so glad you didn't even, like, try to attempt that question. Because, because no, no. no, I don't, because. There's a lot of things we puppets. can do that, there's a lot of things we can do that for, this is not one of them. No. Um, and, I, I, yeah, there's a lot of things I'm interested in. People are like, oh, you ever think about that aspect of it? And I'm like, no, because there's just not an intersection there. Yeah. I'm not going to go into it now. So, with Camilla Ch- the Chicken, too, she's just very theatrical. Yeah. Um. She's just very. She's out there, but like not in like an obnoxious way. Like no. she. She has earned her stage. Keeps it grounded. Yeah, and she knows how to work her stage. Um. In terms of like how I view our relationship, um. Oh my god, that's like so difficult. Camilla is that party girl, right? But like that tasteful party girl. Yeah. Who I would like hit up and be like, girl, let's go. Let's go get a drink. And get some food and maybe go watch a movie together and then end up back at my place for like a little sleepover. Yeah. And talk about and like update each other on our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's where Camilla and I stand. Yeah. We, we stand. Oh, I love that for you. Thank you. Uh, I'm just going to go quickly through my honorable mentions. Okay. Um, I've got Pup, who is the paladin yes. from the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, which is the TV show based off of the Dark Crystal mm-hmm. that serves as a prequel to those events and i we didn't talk about the dark crystal we did not but it's like a deep fantasy jim henson film if you haven't seen it check it out i don't know what it's on right now it used to be on netflix it might be on hulu it should be coming to disney plus i would assume um age of resistance is on netflix though and you can watch that it's excellent great world building and everything Mm. like that um it's a a great show great movie um I had to mention Miss Piggy. I've been rough on her in the past because she is a little problematic. She's a she little is. toxic. She's a little. She's a little much. But at I times. think, I mean, she's a Leo. Yeah. Ooh. And Kermit's like a Virgo. So yeah, I, I guess would, that I, makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I would drag myself any day. I always do. I, I mean, the beginning of this episode, I was literally talking about how like I insult myself in the mirror. So yeah, yeah no, it's fair. And also, I think we think outside the realm of we don't look too much into her character when we judge her also can we can we like even say like dare i say it's a bit like there's like misogynistic like tendencies like oh yeah inculcated into this because she is a woman and she is like loud and proud and Mm -hmm. she vocalizes herself and it's that like kind of innate thing that we have to rework Mm -hmm. and i think kind of going into it her story and there's there's stuff we don't know about her story and also how she's treated by others. And I think that, like, attributes to, like, her personality and why she she does what she does. Yeah. And I think what she really just wants is commitment. And Kermit is yeah. not willing to give that to her. Non-committal. Just a little bit on his part, but we won't get into it. We Moving won't. on from her, another yeah. one of my honorable mentions is just all of the fraggles. I love Gobo. I love Red. Red, I think I might. 
identify with the most because she's kind of like this frantic I need to get everything done. Everyone needs to like me. I'm a perfectionist. I need to be in control type of person. I feel that. And Gobo's more just anxious, mm. kind of, and both very but, relatable. Oh, but like a dreamer, like he's inquisitive and stuff. Mm. He's the uh, like the link. He's the protagonist essentially. Um, I just love the Fraggles. I think they're so fun. I can't wait to look into them later. Like I, I oh, you're gonna love it. I genuinely cannot wait to like just sit there and just like. Fraggle it up. Fraggle it up, baby. Fraggle it up, baby. Um, and then my last uh, honorable mention is Big Bird, because I just love Big Bird. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Yeah. Hold it down. Honestly. The whole band. The whole band. I, I have a band, too, for them, for their 1979 tour. She, that was crazy. Those she is crazy. just Poulter. She has a little bit of everything as a souvenir. She, ha- she has merch. She has the merch. Um, I have the merch. So yeah. our last segment. Yeah, our last segment is yeah. a little creative, a little creative segment. A little creative. Um, um a, li- a little bit of um, creative borrowing. Yeah. May I say? Yeah. Um, this is not. This was not all our mind. So well, yeah. There's like a a tweet. I feel like someone tweets it every few months, and then it's it a trend. Popular. Yeah, people just tweet the same Trending. thing over and over again. But it's like, okay, pick a movie recast with the Muppets keep one human actor and it's like okay come up with whatever you would want it to be yeah I've seen some pretty good ones I've seen like Die Hard I've seen Pride and Prejudice Ooh. Um, I've seen I've seen some good ones but we wanted to come up with our own yeah and our recastings Um, do you want to go with yours because I think you're pretty excited about yours I am really excited about mine I hope it's not the same one that I came up with probably not it's, okay it's possible what is yours? Okay, so how many did you do actually? I I did one fully, and then I just like have two other suggestions, but I'm not going to go through the entire. Okay, so I have like two fully technically, but okay. like I mean, I'm really going to stick to this first one. The second one, if I do talk about it, it will be like a lot shorter. Okay. Um, but it was the first one that came to mind, and like I just, I literally was like by myself, I think, in my room when it came to me, and I just started like laughing to myself, like a maniacal like. Psycho. Maniacal laugh. <laughs> yeah. Maniacal um, laugh. I just thought it was like, I need to see this now. Mm-hmm. Um, I did Nightmare on Elm Street. I was actually thinking about Were that. You? I didn't do it, but Thank God. I was like, that'd be interesting. I mean, even if we had the same movie, it'd be okay because we'd probably have different casting. And it'd be really interesting interesting mm. to see like us be like directors and like see who we cast. So who would who's the human you're keeping? So I am keeping Nancy Thompson, which is our final girl. Okay, our that's qu- what I would have done too. Our queen, yeah, yeah, good choice, good choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we we had a stand. Um, so yeah, I would keep Nancy Thompson for Freddy Krueger, obviously Constantine. Oh, that's I would have actually the one that came to mind first was Fozzie Bear. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I just, yeah, you I know, don't know. That would be a very versatile role for him. He'd have to put a lot of commitment into that. I, darling, I think he has the range. Yeah, you think he, he has, has the, the range. range. I love him to bits. He has the range. Okay. I No, I believe you. I I thought of Constantine because, honestly, the first... I, the first, It would definitely be a Constantine vehicle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I thought of of Kermit, and I'm just like, obviously, his doppelganger, the evil doppelganger. Because, like, I just... The, the 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 pure visuals of seeing Constantine um with the Freddy uh, Krueger claws bathtub with a mole like like mm-hmm. literally just like focus well his face is so scarred 
I know. I don't even know if you can see them all. We would make it apparent because mm-hmm. that is like that is his his staple, mm-hmm. his mole. So we would make that okay. apparent, very apparent. Um. So yeah. Um. I have one of I have one of your favorites, your boy, Lou Zealand. I cast it as Glenn, which is Johnny Depp's character. Oh, the boyfriend. Yeah. Um. I would have gone Gonzo. I think. Interesting. So I saw Lou Zealand because he's like. Again, he has that like charisma to him, but he's also a little silly. Like I, I don't know. I don't know when I think of that movie. I think like, is wasn't that Johnny Depp's like first role? It was his first major role. First, yeah, first major role. Um, so like he's very charming and like that like good like sweet funny boyfriend. So like I just saw Lou Zealand perfect for that. And honestly, too, like the his like what he is known for Johnny Depp like that role in that movie is his death like I was gonna say his crop top well that too well that's part of his death <laughs> that's theme. part of his death so yeah. like imagine Lou Zealand in that crop top being pulled into the bed and just like blood spewing up into like the room yeah and like all at the hands of Constantine like mm-hmm. it's just it's pure like comedy but pure genius mm-hmm. um going down the list our girl Tina which is the best friend to Nancy. I casted her as Janice. They're both blonde. That's how I kind of like sub-based it. But again, Janice was in my top five. She is very versatile. She has the range. She can play uh, She can play a good Tina. And like, unfortunately, Tina's killed off early too. She is. She is. So like, that was a hard choice for me. Because like. But doesn't she kind of see like flashbacks of her and stuff? I think she does. But then also her death is very iconic where she's like literally being dragged across the whole yeah. room. And she looks like she's like. And the scene where like, she's outside too. Yeah. Just like screaming. Yeah. Because that's in her dream. Yeah. And then she's like kind of floating around crazy. Um. Oh my God. I love this one. So for Rod, which is Tina's boyfriend, he's like the bad boy. I casted Rizzo for Roz. Yeah. It is just. That makes sense. So fitting. Yeah. Like I. I can't even. I don't think I need to say more. It just it makes sense. Yeah. Um. So Marge Thompson, which is Nancy's mom in the movie. Um. I don't know. I I'm really curious to see what other fans think of that character in terms of like horror. I am not a Marge fan because like. She doesn't believe her daughter the whole time. Which is really sad. Yeah, I'm like, if you were there for when Freddie was alive, when she was, yeah, no, I'm saying like, and she had the gloves. I think she was part of it. No, she was. Like, I'm pretty sure she says it too. Like, she well, she was part of when like they burned him. But I'm saying like, I think she's part of the reason he came back. Oh yeah, she is. No, yeah, he uh, because he's like getting revenge on like the the parents' kids. Yeah, and then there's the second one, which is also his revenge. Yeah, there's. There's, I think there's like eight in total. There's too many. I've watched them all. In my opinion. I've watched them all. I love them. Um. Anyway, so like I I just can't stand her character because she like and like locks her daughter in the house. Like literally puts like bars on the window. Like tr- like turns it slowly into an asylum. So like because she thinks her daughter's going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. So of course, Marge, you're getting Denise. Denise. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry, Denise. Ooh. You are just. I wouldn't even cast her in a movie. That's I don't think Denise has any range. That's why she's that is why she's playing March, because it, the the general populace does not like her because she took 
scare me away. Mm. So I had to give an equally hated role to an equally hated Muppet. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Denise. I'm sorry, Marge. But it is it, it is what it is. Um, you're going to laugh at this one. So Donald Thompson, which is her father, I casted as Sam Eagle. Yeah. Because he's a cop. Oh. And, no, you will like this. He is, I, Donald, like, I got. Her dad's I, kind of like a hero. Yeah, no, yeah, that's why I was going to say. Um, I don't even think they really refer to him much in the movie as Donald. I think he's, like, Sergeant or Officer dad. Thompson. And dad. Um, <laughs> no, he's the hero because he he saves her in the yeah. end, basically. And he comes into the house. I mean, like, can she really be saved at all? The fun. ending suggests No. She's still in the nightmare. She she doesn't need saving because she's the final girl. But is she? Does she? Doesn't she technically kind of die at the end? It's very that's that's for a whole nother episode. Honestly. Yeah, that like that wasn't ending. that even not the original ending. It wasn't. So yeah. basically, um, Wes Craven and I forgot who the other person was mm-hmm. had complications with the ending, and they were both very stubborn on how they wanted the movie to end so basically the movie's ending came from like a blend of their two endings yeah it just it you think it's over and then it just keeps going and you're like okay i think we were done um and then super super quick lastly character wise who's like i guess an important character dr king who's um one of the psychiatrists in the Mm -hmm. film of course dr um bunsen yeah they do because like they just have the same energy too. Mm-hmm. Well. Not even just because they're both doctors, quote unquote, but like literally, like their energy is just at like they match. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is your film that you picked? I'm so excited. Well, it's one we were actually talking about a little while back. Yes. Not within this context, but yeah. in life. Um, and it is a beloved film, one of my favorites, oh, The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride. If they were ever to remake it, it would have to be with Muppets, or I wouldn't want it. Anyway, um, anyways, um, so I think a lot of my casting is pretty guessable, but I wanted to have you know all the major players represented because yeah. that's usually how they do it. Yeah. Um. So of course, Wesley, we have Kermit. Mm. Who else? Yeah. And we could put the mustache on him too. That's Wesley. Imagine him in that little getup, in his little black getup with the mask. Come on, adorable, adorable. Um, Buttercup, Miss Piggy. Of course. of course. Of course. She's so I would love to see her in the role as Buttercup because there are a lot of similarities, but then you definitely see a shift in personality. Yeah, which, there's depth there. Yeah, Piggy can bring. She has the range. She has it. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see her just instead of the in the in the, the death swamp where the yes. where Kermit's fighting off like the rats of an unusually mm-hmm. uh rodents rather. Of an unusually large size. It's just She's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, She's like, <laughs> I love how you went from rats to rodents. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I needed to correct myself because I don't want anyone calling me out like, um, it's actually rodents. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Sometimes we need to be called out. Just yeah. Sometimes. We need to check ourselves. We do. Um, Inigo Montoya, I have as Gonzo. Oh, yeah. Because I can see him just wielding that little sword. Fezzik, I had, tr- to die. I had trouble with because like mm. he is played by a giant, so I would want a giant Muppet to play him, correct? Mm-hmm. Like a Sweetums or a Bobo. Okay. But yeah. wouldn't that have to go to Fozzie? And I think he could bring an interesting part of it because 
part of Fezzik's character is he's always heels. making rhymes. Yeah. And he's trying to make light of situations. I'm like, that is Fozzie. That is Fozzie to a T. And yeah, he's not large, but like that could be kind of part of the, the fight. Like, oh, they call him a giant. It's like, he's not that big. Yeah. Um. So I think I could just put Fozzie in Fezzik's role. And their names are so similar. Fezzik and Fozzie. Yeah. Come on. They could just call him Fozzie. They can. Um, honestly. Okay. And then I have Vizzini, who is the... um. The I almost said Patton Oswalt part. Patton Oswalt played him in the like the Quibi version that yeah. they did. But you know, the okay. and I thought maybe like a Statler or Waldorf situation. Oh yeah. Because he is kind of like a little enemy, but he's not he's just kind of annoying more than anything. Yeah, and I would look at them as not really enemies either. And They're they just... and they just kinda of have that hubris to them. Oh, for sure. Um okay, so now this brings me to my one human actor, which would be Prince Humperdinck. Mm. And I'd keep him as a person just because I think it would be funny. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay. Now I have Miracle Max, Billy Crystal's role. Of course. As Bunsen Honeydew. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And Valerie as Beaker. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it just made sense in my head. Yeah. Uh, now we have Count Rugen, who is, you know, I would say the ultimate baddie. Yeah. Because, you know, he the killed baddie. Inigo's father. And he tried to kill an ego. He yeah, gave him the scars. Yeah. And I have Uncle Deadly. Yeah. Who I love. I love Uncle Deadly. I Funny think he enough, would eat it up. Uncle Deadly's in my other film. That we that probably I, won't have time for. Like, but. I'll probably go down the list super quick. Okay. Just so like everyone at home can like see. But yeah, he's in it. Go on. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the albino as animal. Because I think it should be funny. Oh, of um, course. The clergyman, who is the guy, who, you know, the priest, the officiant at the wedding, the mm-hmm. mawage. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the Swedish chef because you have to have someone who has that kind of speech, mm-hmm. not impediment, but like, yeah, where he's like, the mumbling. The there is there's just like no register to it. Yeah, um, and then I have the grandson and the grandfather mm-hmm. as Rizzo and Pepe. Yep. Either sw- I feel like Rizzo is more likely to be the grandson and Pepe is more likely to be the yeah. grandfather. Um, but I like that it has that kind of, if it has that kind of through line of narration because I'm like they have to be in it somehow, and that's my through line. And then I would think there'd be just like extra little roles created on the side, and I would put Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem in those. And then I think they we have could mostly- even honestly do like the soundtrack or the score of the movie. I think yeah, they could put little songs in there or just like. They could just be in the background of scenes, just That'd playing be cool. music, like playing, yeah, for like super, um, like gauche, like theater, yeah, like in, the, yeah, I like that. Um, and so that's my main movie, and then I just I didn't come up with cast for these two, but I think a funny one would be Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. Who are we keeping? I was thinking Christoph Waltz. Okay. I just think because you know he's a Nazi. Yes. Of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, that's not. Really, of course, keep the Nazi. Of course, keep. Well, you know. Um, and unfortunately, it's very timely to 2021. I know. Oh. Um, God damn. And this is one that I think will probably happen, but not by my hand. And that's the Phantom of the Opera. Because there Stop is the, the Muppets book. meet the classics yes. book. I don't agree with all the casting. I really don't. But I don't know the casting, but I saw the cover of it. And I thought, so I didn't realize it was a book. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, this is a movie that exists. I need to see it right it's away. A movie. But it, I feel like it's gonna happen because I think it needs to. Yeah. Who do we talk to about this? Who's not Disney? Gaston How do we... LaRue's ghost. 
He wrote the book. Like the original book. I not know. not the, the Muppets version. I know. Can we like can we do a I, seance and bring back Jim Henson himself and be like, we need this as a movie? I I I feel like it's it might happen. I feel like there's talk about it. If we cannot make it happen, like besties, besties. Let's, let's all make this happen. Bestie. It needs to. Be- bestie moment. Yeah, yeah, super quick. I'm I'm not even gonna go too much into it. My other film choice, we talked about it when we saw each other. Um, Devil Wears Prada, and I would keep Andy Sachs. I'd keep Anne Hathaway and replace the rest of Muppets. Mm. I would l- just love to see a Muppet Miranda Priestly just go in on I Anne mean, Hathaway. It would have to be Miss Piggy. It is Miss Piggy. Yeah, of course I casted her as. As um, I just said, Anne. Of course, I casted her as Miranda Priestly. Who else? Um, yeah. So that was our creative segment. Yeah. Um, and that really just brings us to the end, which is good because we've been recording for like two hours, and I'm probably gonna have to cut a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry, everyone. Yeah, you should be. I should. I mean, I should have come in more prepared. And no, it's okay. And like uh, again, we doing? this is this is our freshman attempt. Yeah, and everything that we're saying right now. I mean, a, a lot of the things that we've been talking about will, pro- will probably be cut because I want to get this to at least an hour and 20. Yeah, we'll and, like, and honestly, and too, like, we're just very passionate about the topics. Yeah. Just cut out a lot of my history, honestly. I probably will. Good. No, we don't need to hear my voice that much. I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> you would. I mean, I was thinking it, and I'll say it, too. Um, um, but, so, but we just want to say, if you are listening... Um. Why? No. Um. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh. If you want to give the we pod really appreciate it. a follow, I made a Twitter account for she it. She made a Twitter. Raiders of the Pod is the is the name of the account. Um. It's I. We have one tweet. It's yeah. Raiders of the Pod. Um. Give it a follow. Give us. I don't know. A shout out if you enjoyed what you listened yeah, to. Yeah. Like. Subscribe. All that good stuff. <laughs> uh, this should be going out. I'm gonna try and get it out on the day that uh, the Muppet Show drops on Disney Plus. So that's <gasps> ten days from when we're recording. Wow, oh my you're goodness. That really. Wow. Okay, I was. I'm not saying we have a syndication deal with the yeah. Muppets or anything, but if they do want to send us a box of anything Muppets related, I, I will love throw it. up. Of excitement. Craig will literally throw up. I on probably the will, and I will. I will post like the picture. a dog. I will post the picture on our Twitter just to prove I did it. Okay, I threw up. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I threw up. Um, and also, super quick, because I don't remember if I did this. Um, bringing up my my wonderful friend Connor again, who did our you did art. Do this, but I might it might be part of the part that I cut. So go off. That's okay. Um, no, I did this. I don't think I I talked about his instagram no that's what i wanted to do so for all those who want to follow this lovely human and check out his artwork because he is incredible you can find him on instagram at connor coleman so that's going to be two n's two r's um coleman c-o-l-e-m-a-n like the traditional way you would spell it um so yeah that is the end of me talking about that yeah i Um, mean anything any final thoughts final thoughts um that went a lot longer than I expected it to, in a good way. I yes. thought we would be. I thought we'd be like. Oh, I thought. I feel. I figured we'd probably talk for like an hour and a half. Okay, good. Like I was. A, I was also just like a little nervous because again, this is all new and I'm getting used to the whole like you know conversational rather than just being like, oh my god, I'm there's a microphone in front of me and this needs to be perfect and be like robotic. Oh, nothing has to be perfect. In oh, showbiz, never, baby. 
it's not it's showbiz, showbiz baby. A showbiz baby. Yeah, God, just gotta give them a little razzle dazzle. Gotta give them that razzle dazzle. That razzle dazzle. Those those jazz hands. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Oh God. The way that you pronounce that. Any hoops. I just wanted to leave uh, a little a little note at the end. Just um, I love the Muppets so much. I think I hope that listening to this made you love them more. I hope so. It too. made you love them less. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let, let's hope not. Let's let's hope we at least opened up the the conversation of Muppet culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, check out all the Muppets content on Disney Plus if you have Disney Plus. If yes. not, pirate it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but like FBI, don't come after us for like suggesting this. I I didn't I don't pirate the stuff. I have Disney Plus, but I understand that it's gonna it's expensive. Yeah, and you know we live in the real world. It's yeah, it ain't always easy. It ain't easy being green. It's not easy being green. And someday it's, we will find it. The rainbow connection. We will. The lovers, the dreamers, and me, and yeah. us. And us. Um, and, and that's, all of you. And that's the end of the podcast. And that is the end. It's been Raiders of the Lost Arts. You want to say our little our tagline that we've been uh, yeah. we've been workshopping? If we you are workshopping this tagline, but I I think it's gonna stick. Um, to everyone at home, thank you again. Again, I'm Craig. I'm Kay, and and watch, watch a goddamn, goddamn movie. movie.